Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the NACF Podcast, our second podcast of February 2022. This is from my communion service this past Sunday. The title of today's message is The Vaccine and the Cure. And not in the the term of corona, as we're thinking about when we hear vaccine and cure, but this is the spiritual cure. This is a spiritual vaccine, something that we must use and tell others about because their lives are at stake. Coming up. We were not created to live in sin. We were created for relationship with God. But the more we sin, the further we get from God. Every day that we look over people and don't tell them that we got the vaccine and the cure, we are telling them, you died. $2,022 because over here for our rally, we do give the year. But we want you to have a planned gift. It is intentional. You know why? We serve an intentional God. And he planned the gift of Jesus for you. And so we're just coming after him. We're going to mimic him. And you have the opportunity to plan your giving. I want you to see the tears that you can give. We do ask everyone to give the year 2022. But if that's not you and you can't do that, then come down one tier and give $1,011. If that's not you, come down one tier and give $505. Now, this is for our students. This is for our young adults. We ask them to come down one more tier and give $250. And for our children, and I want y'all to know our children have already started giving. They're $20.22. They are giving that. And I want you to know that if you ask God to do it for you, he will. Last year, my husband and I desired to give the $2,022. And we had to, uh, 21. We had to get on the plan gift program because we didn't have just $2,021 to pull out of our account. But chunk by chunk, step by step, little by little, we were able to give it by the end of May. I want you to know that we ask God again. We would desire to give the year. We want to give $2,022. Can I tell you all what God did this year? We did not have to take it step by step this year. He met us. He met us the full way and was able to give it in full. And it was we just were able to give it in full at the very beginning. And so I tell you, don't despise despise small beginnings go ahead and take it step by step but when he gives you the ability to do it all at once just say here God I'm giving it back to you all at once because it is his gifting yes and so we do tell you this no matter which tier you decide go ahead and let me know that you want to be a part of the rally I will assign you a number starting next week we're going to track our rally I love to be able to do that that way we can see our progression and so text 702-236 it'll come up for you on the screen 2889 and just put I want in the rally and put what your pledge amount is we'll assign you a number and we're going to watch our thermometer go all the way up to our goal which is $35,000 amen we can get that amen amen we can get there we got this let's go now back into our praise and worship has anybody ever been in reckless love? Yeah. You're willing to give up too much. You took too much. You spent too much money. You act like you didn't know your mama now. You almost forgot you was a mother or a father because you were so in love. Just reckless. Loved them too hard and loved them too long. Anybody ever experienced reckless love? And the love of God is a reckless love. They say he'll tear stuff up to get to you. His love is reckless. He gave up everything. Came all the way from heaven down. Coming after you. I know you think you just decided one day you wanted to be saved. But I bet there's some people in your life that say, God told some stuff up trying to get her away from me. 
God told some stuff up trying to get him out of my life. Come on, come on. It's reckless love. And so we celebrate that today on our communion Sunday. Oh, the overwhelming. Sometimes his love is just overwhelming to me. And it's never ending. Love of God. Amen. Welcome to our communion celebration Sunday. And let's go quickly to the word of God. John chapter 1 verse 29 in the New International Version. And then 1 John 1 and 7 also in the New International Version. It will be there for you on the screen. Welcome to all of you that are listening by live stream. Uh, we'd love to have you in the house. You are welcome here at New Antioch. Join uh, John chapter 1, verse 29. Let's read together. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. 1 John 1 and 7, and it reads... But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Our topic this afternoon is the vaccine and the cure. The vaccine and the cure and the cure. Uh, we, we've had a wonderful 20th anniversary, so all our anniversary stuff is over now. We celebrated and we paused to say thank you to God, and we acknowledged what God had done. And as a preacher said last week, it was very good. And now it's time for 20 next. Somebody say 20 next. We're not just in 2022, we're in 20 next. We're here for what's coming next. So what is in the next 20? I just believe, Pastor Sharonda, that increase is there, that blessing is there, that there are going to be breakthroughs and miracles, that there'll be some divine turnarounds. I believe there's some salvations coming. There's going to be new folk meeting Jesus, new folk changing their lives, and a new army of people finding their purpose. I believe we're going to see boomers and X-Gens and Zennials and Millennials and the G-Zens and the I-Gens running to meet Jesus. What's happening in 20 next? I believe we will be fruitful and multiply and fill to capacity. But in order to have the capacity to receive the next move of God, we're going to have to level up. New A. New A, new A, I feel like I'm leveling up. And of course, I, at first I thought level up was God's way of telling us that we weren't good enough where we were and we needed to do better. But since then, God has revealed to me that he wants us to level up because he's ready to answer our prayers. And we are going to have to prepare for what's happening in 20 next. Where my prayer team at? He's ready to just begin to answer prayer. And we've got to be ready for what's getting ready to happen. So level up is not an indictment. It's an announcement. It's not a condemnation. It's a coronation. Level up is not just mental it's jubilant level up is not a grade it's a graduation level up is not a reprimand it's a revival God is saying level up you all need more room you all need more capacity you're going to need better systems you're going to need upgraded evangelism you're going to need to secure those grants you need to finish building you need to perfect your prayer lives you're going to need to step up your giving why because you're getting ready to spread out to the right and to the left level up is not an indictment it's an announcement that God is getting ready to turn this thing around so we're being asked by the Holy Spirit to prepare by leveling up and since we're all about people we are going to spend the next two months leveling up evangelism God said I need you to hit it for two months Leveling up evangelism. I know half the spirit just left the room. Y'all hang around. 
Pastors, by the end of these two months, they're going to be excited every time we say evangelism. Every time we talk about sharing somebody, they're going to be excited. We're going to have to preach it into them. So it's all right to be a little dry about it today. Y'all got two months to hear it. Because God is only concerned about people coming into the kingdom. He's really not concerned about all this other stuff. And here we do people. And we do people right. New people are coming. Guess why? Because we're going to go out and get them. New people are coming because we're going to go get them. They're on their way here now because God is calling them. So we're to meet them halfway and then bring them on in. I'm saying again, they're on their way now because God is calling them now. And our job is just to get out of here and meet them halfway so that we can bring them on in. We are in partnership with God to expand the kingdom. He's doing his part. We're going to do our part. And the kingdom is going to be expanded. So we're going to level up evangelism. Evangelism is simply sharing the gospel with people who are unsaved so that they get saved. It's that simple. And there's a lot of ways that it can be done, Rev. It's, you can be done by public speaking like I'm doing now, or you can be, it can be done by personal witness that I hope you all do during the week. It can be done by what we call pulpit evangelism, and then there's aggressive evangelism where you just go out there and meet people, and you're aggressive about bringing them to Christ. There's passive evangelism where you're not saying anything, but you're being so different. You're being so anointed. You're being so, so different than everybody else around you that just your presence begins to preach the gospel. Then there's street preachers. Some people just get a microphone, go out on a corner and just preach on the street. There's door-to-door preaching where they're knocking on doors and making sure that people know Jesus. There's lifestyle preaching where you're around people uh, long enough that your lifestyle begins to preach. Then there's artistic preaching where you're writing music and you're writing poetry and you're writing books and you're, and you're making a, a pictures. You're using your graphics to tell the story. There's booklets and tracks. Anybody was raised on booklets and tracks. So when you went out and you gave, y'all don't even know what tracks are. You, you gave these little uh, pamphlets. Thank, thank you, Mariah. Thank you, uh, Monique. You gave these little pamphlets to people that, that have the gospel on it. Then there's internet preaching. If y'all would do internet preaching now, you can really do a lot of witnessing on the internet instead of getting your comments and all the dumb stuff that's going out and laughing at dumb stuff and sharing dumb stuff and every little TikTok video that you thought was funny, uh, you send a TikTok video, you can actually be doing some internet evangelism and preaching. And then, then there's building relationships. They call this build and bring. Get out, meet people, be friendly with people, know people, build a relationship, and then bring them. There's a lot of ways to do it. So we're going to spend the next two months leveling up evangelism. Well, Pastor, what does that have to do with our communion celebration? Well, communion is the remembrance that Jesus died for our sins so that we can be saved. The bread is a symbol of his body being broken for us when he was beaten and nailed to the cross. And the juice is a symbol of his, uh, of his innocent blood that was shed to pay the price for our sins. So evangelism is getting people saved. People are saved from sin. Communion celebration is about Jesus dying for our sins. And evangelism is about getting people saved and people are saved from their sin. That's what it have to do with evangelism. Because sin is still the biggest issue in the world. God is concerned about sin because God still loves the world. And sin is still the biggest issue in the world. The whole point of him sending Jesus was to deal with the issue of sin. Sin is missing the mark. God has a standard of living for human beings. And when you come below that standard, that's a sin. Some sin is transgression. You broke the rules. Some sin is iniquity. It's just in you to do wrong. You're not doing nothing right now, but doing wrong is all in you. 
iniquity and, 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 and some sin is commission. You did something that was wrong for you to do. Some sin is omission. You didn't do something that would have been right for you to do. Some sin is disposition. You feel or you think something that's wrong for you to think or feel, or you don't feel or think something that you should have been thinking and feeling, because God has a standard, and when you rebel against his standard, it's called sin. God has a standard, and when you don't live up to his standard, it is called sin. And the wages of sin is death. And that means spiritual death, the separation from God forever and ever. And then all that comes with being separated from God. Problem is, none of us could live up to that standard. So we were dead in sin. And Jesus came to save the world from sin. He lived the standard for us so that we could be in relationship with God. And then to, he went to die the death that we should have died so that we could now be free from sin. Sin is still the biggest issue in the world. The problem with our world is not global warming. It's not economic chaos. It's not wars and nuclear threat. It's not hunger and it's not terrorism. The problem with our world is sin. And yes, the United States is formally the greatest Christian country in the world. We, we, formally, we, we used to be the greatest Christian country in the world. And the United States right now has lost its collective mind. But the problem is sin. It's destroying health. The problem with your, with your health is sin. It's wrecking families. It's perverting relationships. It's dismantling the economy. Sin is running our government right now. COVID is not the issue. COVID spread like it did because of sin. Mm, yes, it did. Pride, greed, power grabs, arrogance, unloving people, selfish ambition, spiritual blindness. It wouldn't have been this bad had it not been for sin. Sin is destroying lives in this country. It's destroying lives from the crack house to the penthouse, from the ghetto to the suburbs, from the state penitentiary to the state university. Sin is destroying lives from the homeless to the homeowner to the real estate mogul, from the raggedy to the religious, from the maniac to the millionaire. Sin, sin will make a mother leave her children. It'll make a predator out of a a priest. It'll make a highly paid athlete into an alcoholic. It'll make a gifted and celebrated artist into a crazed and dying addict. It's sin that makes a politician lie. It's sin that makes a policeman kill. It's sin that makes a teacher cheat. It's sin that makes a businessman swindle. Every problem that you have, every struggle that you're engaged in, every battle that you fight goes back to evil either yours or someone else's sin. Sin is still the biggest issue in the world. And if people are living in sin, engaged in sinning, have sin as their lifestyle, they will be destroyed in this life. Physically. And if they do all right physically, they're being destroyed emotionally. And if their emotions are right, they're being destroyed financially. And if financially they're doing better, some of them, they're still being destroyed mentally. And all of them being destroyed spiritually. And they're dying and going to hell for eternity. And that's so devastating. That's so horrible. That is so sad. That is so hopeless. If it weren't for the fact that we have the cure. Yeah, we have the cure. And we need to partner with God to get folks freed from 
Sin. Sin is so bad in the eyes of God that it separates us from our relationship with God. He can't live with it because it's evil and it's distasteful of him. Mainly he hates it because of what it does to us. God showed it to me like this. If you were an artist and you made a masterpiece, this great thing, this great masterpiece of art is like acid to art. And you made this thing, and if, if your painting had a will, it's like your painting, it's like your masterpiece saying, you know what, I kind of like acid, I like the bubbles. And so it keeps dipping in the acid because it likes the acid, but the creator hates it. Because you're messing up my masterpiece. You're destroying what I poured my life into. Sin is to God like acid is to art. We were not created to live in sin. We were created for relationship with God. But the more we sin, the further we get from God. And the further we are from God, the more we fall apart. And the more we decay on the inside, the more dysfunctional we get. Because we were not created and designed to function outside of God. And so the longer the mankind exists, the more sinful we become. The more evil and hateful and perverted and confused we become. Y'all know this world's confused. I'm not even going to be there, but that stuff is confusion. And as swift as our technology progresses, I mean our technology advances quickly. As quick as it progresses, it can't keep up with our sin. It can't cure cancer. It can't cure addiction. Technology haven't been able to do a thing about sexual predators. Matter of fact, technology help them predate more. I know that ain't no word. It, it can make a game, a, a video game. Technology can make a video game to where you really feel like you're killing people on the screen. But it can't do a thing about the folk that are killing people in the street. It can't do nothing about violence in the homes, about the homeless on the street. All of this technology, and we can't even figure out how we can have kids can have some parents. They can't even get two parents or grandparents together enough to keep them out of foster care. There's no app for that, Kate. They, they ain't came up with the app for sin yet. There's no pill for that. There's no computer chip that's going to help sin. Evangelism, then, is sharing the gospel with people so that they can be saved from their sin. The gospel is the good news, and the good news is that we have the cure for sin. We, we have it. All the Bible says that Jesus came to take away the sins of the world. It called him the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Remember, the wages of sin is death. But if someone innocent died for you, they could pay the penalty for you. They would die so you could live. So since none of us were innocent, God God accepted for a while animals such as a lamb that had no imperfections because he wanted to at least stay in relationship with us till he could send his son Jesus into the world. So he accepted animals for the time being, but that was only temporary. Once Jesus came and died as the perfect sacrifice for our sins, the sins of the whole world were forgiven and, and now they're paid for and they're taken away. So Jesus is the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Y'all, we have the cure. We got the cure to sin. Sin is the biggest issue, the biggest destroyer, the biggest problem in the world, and we have the cure. The blood of Jesus will save people from the effects and the penalty and the habit of sin. We have the cure. All you have to do is apply the blood to your sins, which is as easy as believing and accepting what I'm telling you right now. 
I just told you the whole gospel story. And if you believe that, then you're applying that blood that Jesus shed to your sin. And God wipes them all away. And you're totally forever forgiven. God doesn't even choose to remember your sin anymore. And he treats you like it never happened. He takes sin out of your life. And it fixes everything sin broke. He restores everything sin took. Gives you a new life. And then gives you eternal life. Y'all, we have the cure. And we have to tell those who are still in sin. And then when we tell them, they believe us. And they are saved from their sin. Sin will no longer have any power over their lives. We have the cure. But more than that, we have the vaccine. And there's been lots of, lots of talk about vaccines in the last year. The, the, the COVID vaccine rolled out in December of 2020, and we've just been talking vaccine all year. And then the vaccine is supposed to do three things. Makes you less likely to catch the virus. Lessens the severity if you do so you don't die from it. And it reduces the chances of you spreading it. And even if you didn't get the virus, or if you had it already and got through it, they say, they say you still need the vaccine because the virus is still out there. The blood of Jesus is the cure for sin, but it's also the vaccine. Because the Bible says the blood of Jesus purifies us from all sin. He said if we walk in the light, he's in the light, we've, we've had fellowship, and then the blood of Jesus purifies us from all sin. In other words, you got to keep staying under the blood, keep pleading the blood. By the way, Mother Woods was in church this morning, and when I got to this part, she jumped on her feet. Uh, it kept, it, it, you got to keep pleading the blood. You have to keep calling on the blood. You have to keep living under the blood. Why? Because sin is still out there. So you have to stay under the protection of the blood. And when you stay under the protection of the blood, it makes you less likely to be infected with sin again. When you stay under the blood, yes, you can live in this world and not return to living in sin ever. You can actually live in this world and never go back to living in sin. You can, do I have any witnesses? You can live in this world, but because of the vaccine, you don't ever have to go back to living in sin. Let me prove it. We overcome the devil because that's who keeps trying to infect you with sin. We overcome him by the blood of the lamb. And so it makes you less likely to be infected with sin again. And it lessens the severity. This is where y'all need to shout. It lessens the severity if you do get reinfected. Because sometimes we do. So sometimes we do get reinfected. We don't sanitize our lifestyle. Sometimes we don't wear our masks. Sometimes we don't keep our distance from sin. And so we get reinfected sometimes. But you won't die from sin if you stay under the blood. All you got to do is confess to God that you messed up. And because you've been vaccinated by the blood, God just cleaned your mess right up. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and then cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So... You're less likely under the blood to catch sin again. If you do catch it again, it lessens the severity. Ain't somebody glad that you went back out there and he snatched you right back. And it reduces the chance of you spreading it. Because sin is contagious. It's contagious. It affects everyone you come in close contact with. How you think you're going to sin and your kid's not going to catch it? Well. 
Ouch, just get ready to say, if you can't say amen, say ouch. How do you think you were going to fool around with sin and your kids wasn't going to catch it? How do you think that you're going to, to marry and date and constantly hang out with somebody in sin and you ain't never going to catch it? Sin is contagious. You need the vaccine and the booster. You need the booster. Because sin is still out there. Every now and then you need a booster. When you praise him, when you worship, when you pray, when you study the word, when you take communion, that's the booster. Every other month on first Sunday, we're taking in the booster. We're hearing the story again. We're pleading the blood again. It's the booster. And sin is still the biggest issue in the world. And we've got the vaccine and the cure. But if we don't tell them they'll die. If we don't tell them, y'all, they'll die. And most of them are going to die from sin in this world because sin is a killer in this world. But even if they do well in this world, they're going to be separated from God for eternity if we don't tell them that we got the cure and the vaccine. There's a, there's a, exercise they call lifeboat and in lifeboat there's a lot of versions of of this and the, the version that we took all of them is that the boat the, the boat is going down everybody gonna die only a whole couple of people can fit in the lifeboat and they have to decide who dies and who lives so in the version that we did um you had to choose the two people uh that would most likely um share your last words and your last desires with your family and whoever you could trust you feel like you trust with that those are the ones that got to live everybody else had to die give me about seven people to come up on the stage and line up behind me give me about seven people line up behind me because because you didn't just get to make the decision and then slip it to somebody and didn't nobody know who you chose you had to stand in front of everybody on your boat with you and tell them whether they were going to live or whether they're going to die. You had to look them in their face and say, you die. You die. You die. You live, you die, you live, you die. And folk were, we had one guy that he did it as sweet as he could do. He would say, sis, <laughs> you die. This one right here, it hit Rosso. She was crying as she had to tell us that you die, maybe because you've had to face it a few times, right? But you all know what? When we don't tell them, this is what we do every day. Every day that we look over people and don't tell them that we got the vaccine and the cure, we are telling them, you die. We're, we're, we're saying, you ain't my color. You don't speak the English. You die. You my color, but you ain't my kind. You die. You're a little bit too ghetto for me. You die. I don't deal with them kind of people. You die. You look like a nice middle-class guy that educated. You live. You got four babies and seven baby daddies because you don't know which ones go to which one. I don't deal with folk like that. You die. You from the Jets.
I'm from 89106. You get to live. Thank you. That is what we do every day. Because we won't tell them. We look them in their face and we walk away. I'm guilty too. We look them in their face and we might as well have looked at them and said, you die. When we don't tell them about Jesus, we got ones, if we tell them, you're saying you live. The ones we don't, you're saying we die. And we don't tell them at this point, because at this point, they're just someone you heard about. You know, because the idea that people we see every day will go to hell for eternity is really too much for us to think about. Can we be real? It's too much of a thing about. It's a burden. It's so sad. And if we think about it too much, we wouldn't be able to function. If we knew that everybody that we pass, everybody, you go to Smith's and everybody in Smith's, you understand that they are dying and they're going to go to hell. If somebody don't tell them, you'd be in there all day. You'd never go home. You'd never go to sleep. You, it's, it's too much of a burden. It, it, it blows your mind. If you just think about it, if you really thought about it, 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 it's so much of a burden. We can't function like that. And so our attitude is to just ignore it. We feel like we can't do anything about it. I, I don't know what I could do about it. If, if I knew something was, was effective, maybe I would try. I don't know what to do about that. Everybody, they don't, some of them don't want to hear it, and, and I don't know how to say it. And, and, and so we just ignore it, and we're not sure how to change it. So we go our way every day, and we just try not to think about it. Because the people going to hell who are getting their lives destroyed by sin are just people we heard about. Girls being sex trafficked. Children starving in a third world country. You know, the addict that died in the abandoned house. The boy who got shot in the hood. The, the woman who's been beaten at home. is just somebody you heard about. But when someone that you heard about becomes some, become someone that you know about, it'll change your attitude. When you hear about it and, and you hear that name, you say, mm, I went to school with her. Oh, my son played football with him. Oh, what happened? I used to work with her mother. Oh, wow. He, he used to go to my church. Now you don't just ignore it. Now your attitude has changed. Now you're praying. Now, oh, Lord, I know that. I remember that girl. Lord, touch in the name of Jesus. You're concerned. You think, you know, somebody needs to do something. Them girls, next, they used to be next door to my cousin, and they out there sex trafficking. Somebody needs to do something about it. Now you're concerned. Your attitude has changed because someone that you had just heard about now becomes someone that you know about, and it changes your attitude but when somebody you know about because become somebody you care about now it changes your behavior when if it's your child now your behavior is changing. If it's your parent, so many of these nonprofit organizations came up because of what happened to them and their child. Mothers Against Drug Drivers and, and Black Lives Matter because it got too close. It became somebody that I cared about. It changes your behavior. Because now I'm on my way. I got to do something about it. Uh, for example, people have car accidents all day, all day, all day. And I don't think about it. But, but if you, but you tell me it's somebody I know, and now I got a different attitude. And I'm saying, oh my goodness, are they okay? Uh, what happened? Lord, in the name of Jesus, touch right now. I'm concerned because it's not just somebody I heard about, it's somebody I know about. But if you tell me that it's Terry, if you tell me that it's Erica, then it's, uh, I'll see y'all. I'm on my way. Why? Because now somebody that I know about has become somebody that I care about. And it changes my behavior. Now I'm on my way. Oh, you tell me the rest, tell me the rest of it later. I'm, I'm on my way. I don't even know where she at, but I'm already on my way. Changing my behavior. 
So I try not to think about it when it's somebody I heard about. I have a different attitude when it's somebody I know about, but I move to action when it's somebody that I deeply care about. So what would it take for us to care about that one that God cares about? What would it take, y'all? We're going to try to get you there the next two months. Because the sin is destroying lives out there, and we have the vaccine and the cure. What is the cure? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It reaches to the highest mountain, and it flows to the Lord's valley. The blood will never lose its power. The blood still works. Because, y'all, I wasn't sure about that COVID vaccine. I was one of them that was going to wait to see if y'all was going to grow three ears and, and, and fall out. I, I, I wasn't sure about that vaccine, so I didn't push that vaccine on y'all. Oh, but I'm sure about this one. The blood will cleanse you from sin. The blood will unify your family. The blood will turn your child around. Your blood, the blood will heal your body. The blood will fix your finances. The blood will break your addictions. The blood will take the hate out of your heart. The blood will stabilize your emotions. The blood will give you a hope and a future. The blood will take away the guilt and the shame. I'm sure about this vaccine. I'm sure about this cure. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Well, how does the blood do all that? Because it is the cure for sin. And everything that is wrecking your life Everything that is warping this world can be traced back to yours or someone else's sin. And when sin is dealt with, you can come back to your right relationship with God. And if God is for you, nothing can stand against you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Even the bad stuff has to work out for your good. You win even when it looks like you're losing because of the blood. And y'all, we've got to tell them. Tell them there's a vaccine and a cure. And just because they don't want to hear it, it doesn't mean we should stop telling them about it. Many people did not and still do not want the vaccine. But that never stopped them from advertising it, pushing it, offering it, and supplying it. And I don't know why we're so intimidated to share the gospel just because people don't want to hear it. Because see, those who push that vaccine, they would get in your face. They'd ask you, have you been vaccinated? Have you been? Well, I went to California this weekend. I could not step up in that funeral without my vaccination card. Have you been vaccinated? And then they surprised if you had. You haven't been vaccinated? Oh, well, really? You haven't been vaccinated, girl? They called out the movie stuff, right? They said, what you waiting on? Oh, if we could witness like that. You haven't met Jesus? Girl, what you waiting on? They called out the movie stars. They called out recording artists. They called out the elected officials. They called out all the preachers because they were determined to push this vaccine. And they were not deterred. They were not quiet just because there was a bunch of folk out there that didn't want it. There were signs up, and there's still signs up everywhere. Commercials on television, all on the billboards. And those anti-vaxxers didn't stop them one bit. They couldn't care less that 30, 40% of the country well, didn't want the vaccine. They just kept pushing it. And so, so, so we need no look we have the vaccine and the cure for the real killer in this world and we cannot be too intimidated to offer folk the vaccine and the cure tell them you see they sick you see they're unprotected you see the effects of sin sickness y'all we live in sin city we know what sin does for people tell them if you can't tell the one that you heard about, at least tell the one that you know about. And if you're not ready to talk to the one that you know about, can you at least tell the one that you care about? Just one. 
Just one. Can you start with just one? Tell them. Tell them, baby, your real problem is sin. That man ain't your problem. Your problem is sin. <laughs> your neighbors ain't your problem. Your problem is say poverty's not your problem. Your money's not your problem. Your real problem is sin. Tell them. And we have the vaccine and the cure. It's the precious blood of Jesus. You don't have to die from sin, beloveds. You don't have to be destroyed by sin. We got the vaccine and the cure. We got to tell you. And I know there's some newer songs out. But I have to go old school till y'all find me some new evangelism songs. But this is one where you, you remember this one. Andre Crouch. Tell them even if they don't believe you just tell them even if they don't receive you tell them for me please tell them for me that I love them and I came to That's what communion is all about. Tell them when it seems you are forsaken, just tell them though it seems your earth is shaken, tell them for me, please tell them for me that I love them. And I came to let them know. Tell that lonely man who walks the cold streets all alone. Tell that crying child who doesn't have a home. Tell those hungry people dying lost and in despair cause they don't even know that I care so tell them even if they don't believe you just tell them even if they don't receive you tell them for me God says, tell them for me that I love them and I came to let them know. Just tell them on the streets and on the highways, compel them. And even on the byways, tell them. I can mend the broken hearted, restore the one who had parted, and I came to let them know. That's what communion is all about. That I came to let them know. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, begin to move on the heart of your people. That we get the nerve, that we get the concern, that we get whatever it takes, the anointing to tell the one we heard about, the one we know about, and the one we cared about, that we have the vaccine and the cure, God. Hallelujah. Move on us, God. Make us witnesses. Give us the boldness. Anoint us, God, for evangelism in this house. 
God, we partner with you right now. Thank you for the opportunity to partner with you. Hallelujah, I feel God. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to partner with you for what you're getting ready to do in the city of Las Vegas, what you're getting ready to do through the house of Antioch. Thank you for choosing us. And we'll give you the honor and the praise. God, forgive us for not saying it. Forgive us for not sharing. Just show us what to do, God, and we say yes. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you're here in the building, or if you're listening to this video, whenever you see it, sin is your problem. And I know the cure. And after you accept the cure, we got the vaccine, baby. All you'd have to do is say this prayer with me. And if you're here in the building and you need to say this prayer to get sin out of your life before it destroys you, just pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for everything I've done wrong and take away my sin. I believe in you, Jesus. And I thank you for saving me. And I'll live for you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in here and you are really ready to separate your life from sin and you might be a Christian and have been reinfected and you are in a struggle with sin, today I want to pray for you. Today I want to fight for you. If you are in a fight with sin, or, or the, you might not be fighting right now, but you see it's, it's creeping up. And you need a booster today. You need to take the vaccine. I want to fight for you. We're going to get sin out of your life right now. Just meet me at this altar. Meet me here at the front. And say, I plan on winning this battle I'm having with sin. I'm not going to let sin destroy me. If the pastor pray for me because I want to be free from sin. Sin is creeping in my house. Sin is creeping in my mind. Or you just tell the truth. I'm in an out and out struggle with sin. We're missing the mark of God. Come let me pray for you. Let me pray for you. Let me fight for you. Because you know you're not telling the truth by sitting in your seat. So what you're telling me is, yes, I'm fighting with it, but I want to lose for a little while longer. Because I like the way it bubbles. The reason I'm going to stay here and beg you for a moment is because it's so destructive. And you're not bad enough to handle sin. You're not bad enough to handle sin. All that I can quit when I want to, no, you can't. But sin ain't bad enough to handle the blood. Let us fight for you today. If you're there online and said, I'm having a struggle with sin, just put it in those comments. And somebody that's looking at it right now is going to begin to pray for you right now. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, everyone that is struggling with sin, God, they're struggling so much they won't even get out of their seat today. They don't want us to know, but most of that sin don't want to go nowhere. But I can rebuke him from here. Father, in the name of Jesus, I cancel the assignment of the enemy against everyone sitting in this room. I cancel the assignment of the enemy against everyone that is online right now. Break the habit of sin. Break the habit of sin. Break the love affair with sin, God. Break it in the name of Jesus. Everybody 
that's still smoking and drinking, everybody that's still sexing and lying, everybody that's still running around, everybody that is still dabbling in it, break them free, God. In the name of Jesus, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Every church kid that just want to try it, the blood of Jesus. You're the vaccine and the cure. And we stand on it. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And amen. And so let's celebrate that he came to let us know. As we prepare for our communion celebration this morning. stripes is there anyone that does not have their communion packet anyone that did not there get their communion packet this morning I think we have a hand here did not get your communion this morning. He has won our freedom. Jesus has won it all. Hey, hum, hey. telling just one we have these cards um, and on the card um, if you scan the card if you as you take people and you meet that one and you tell them about if they accept Jesus and you say the prayer y'all hear me say the prayer every Sunday if you don't know what prayer to say we also have cards that that gives you what prayer to say and then you give them this card and they can scan the card and everything about New Antioch Aliante will come up. 
You scan the card and it'll tell you how to be connected uh, with our ministry. So I'll have these after service and you can, if, if you say, you know, I'm going to begin to tell somebody, I'll take a couple of cards. And for those of you, again, once you get that person, we need you to take another step and go to, um, you'll see it on the website, uh, our Just One Challenge, and just write, just get their name and phone number. Just get their name and email. Uh, because we, we want God, we're praying for 100 souls saved, but we won't know unless we count them. And that helps us to count them so we'll know when to shout and then when to ask God for the next 100. So once you bring somebody to Christ, once you say that prayer with them, um, give them these, this card, uh, but get their name. Uh, go to the site and you put your name on there. Uh, put their name, I'm sorry. Go to our, our uh, website and just put in that section that you brought someone to Christ. And as we continue to count them up, we'll be able to tell you how many we got that week. And then how many we got that month and where we are uh, on our uh, Just One Challenge. And again, for the next two months, we're hitting it hard because we've got to tell them that we have the vaccine and the cure. Uh, with also this week, we're starting um, our Kingdom Academy. The classes that start this week, let me make sure I read the right ones this time. Dealing with God's people uh, is uh, taught by Pastor Tiffany uh, on Tuesdays at 6.30, Effective Communication by one of our new ministers, Minister Tiffany, on Thursdays at 6.30, um, New Testament Gospel and Acts by Pastor Tara Trash, Fridays at 6. Leadership 101 is taught by myself. Uh, it's going to be Thursdays at 6.30, uh, and then Old Testament History and Five-Fold Ministry, those instructors are to be, who are you pointing at? Five-Fold Ministry is being taught by Barbara, all right, our new minister stepping to level up. Barbara's going to be teaching five-fold ministry. What night, Barbara? Thursday, Tuesday, on Tuesday nights. So go to the-kingdom-academy.org. It's $60 for your six-week classes. Uh, or for more information, you can contact Pastor Darian or Pastor Tara. It is the... Uh, uh, the learning part of our church, the instruction, the training part of our church, serving leaders and ministers. This is their training. But all of you that just want to know more about the Word of God and more about ministry, you're welcome to please be a student at our Kingdom Academy. Uh, this is also the Sunday that we make a special donation to our Sunrise Project. And we're moving on. We're moving on with it. We got things coming. So, um, we are actually starting the church online this month. We will be starting Sunrise Campus Church this month. Uh, and so you can donate to the Sunrise Campus. Just go into our giving uh, and put Sunrise Mountain on there. You can put it on an envelope. You can uh, do um, uh, electronic giving in any of those ways. Just make sure that you say it is to Sunrise Campus. Some, some of you have... Uh, agreed to do 250 a month to the Sunrise Campus. So we're looking for that every first Sunday. Uh, you can do that as well. And then our 2022 rally, we are in our 2022 rally. However you can get it, I promise you that if you tell God you want to give it, he'll get it to you. You heard the testimony today. You heard my testimony last week. He'll give it to you. And I'm looking for him to do it two more times. Because I love to give and he loves to give to me. Amen. That is our communion service for today. God bless all of you for being here. And we thank God for you. Some, look at somebody and say, tell them. Look at somebody else and say, I've got to tell them. I've got to tell them. Amen. Pastor Sharonda is coming if there's any other uh, announcements and to pray us out. Um, and uh, if you are interested, if you want some of these cards, I'll have them at the door. Let us stand for prayer as we prepare to go out. Let's thank God for our pastor and for that word. 
Yeah, we're going to get fired up about this evangelism. We're going to feel the weight um, of not telling somebody you die, but we're going to tell them you live, you live, you live. Let us pray. Father God, we say thank you for today. God, thank you for another opportunity for us to be together, to come together in this place. God, we pray for that just one, that just one, God. Set up divine appointments for us, God. Divine interactions, open doors. Let us know that that's the one, oh God, that we should begin to share with you, oh God. Share them, oh God. Tell them about our God, our saving grace. And so we say thank you, oh God, for all of those who will be involved in our just one. God, we say thank you, oh God, for the forward movement of our campuses. God, you are moving us forward. God, we cannot wait, oh God, to be able to testify about what you did in each of our three campuses, oh God, and our community center. And so we say thank you, Lord, as you send us out. Keep us mindful, of oh God, of who we are and what you have called us to do. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Our sanctuary attendants will get us out safely. Please wait for them to allow you to leave. Y'all keep some space. We're still being very safe. Central at 77977.